Hello, my name is Ben. And I'm Nora. And we're your hosts of the Too Vague podcast this week. What's going on? All kinds of things. Yeah. I, I think. I went on a, a little boat trip um, up the river. <laughs> the Chicago. <laughs> not in that way. The Chicago River. Yeah, not that you got sent uh, up with, the river or just down the no, river. I forget which one it we, is. We, we went there up the river, I think. Yeah. And anyway, we, we went and we looked at things that we didn't know uh, Chicago had. Oh, really? Uh, they're like beautiful foresty places along the shores. Along the banks? Yeah. Are we talking like in the locks area or are we talking beyond that? No, no. We're farther north. Okay. We started out uh, about 30, north. Okay. Somewhere in there. It's not the one that goes into the lake. This is an electric boat that you drive yourself. Oh, so one person has to be the driver. Okay. And she can't drink. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. And it it happened it happened to be a round boat, and it was it was fun. We went up the river. We saw herons and turtles. Yeah. And this one girl who kayaks there, she says there's a group of otters in certain places. Oh wow! It was just like wow, yeah. yeah. So we went back, and I had trouble getting out the boat because the st- step was too high, and so I fell down. <laughs> you didn't fall in the water, did you? No, 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 no. Okay. But I hurt my knee and my <laughs> and I couldn't get up. Mm. It was really very sad. Everybody was trying to help me, but every time I got on my knees to get up, <laughs> it was too painful. Are you okay though? Did you oh, did yeah. you get it checked out? Is it something okay? No, okay. I nothing's wrong. Actually I had pain in my arthritic knee. Uh-huh. previously, and it's kind of like it knocked it out. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> you know, it's not nearly as bad. A doctor, I've got some arthritic pain in my knee. <laughs> um, let me see. Here we go. Why don't you just fall down yeah. in a boat, and then you're all uh, Yeah, set. yeah. It was getting from the boat to the pier, and that's part of the, the pier was, um, you know, wood, but it had spaces between the tinier planks uh-huh. and that's you know that didn't help your sore knee no <laughs> let me tell no, you no. i really was fine i yeah. really was what we did after that was go have snacks oh snacks yeah doesn't that sound cool yeah did you have snacks or whores divorce does anyone else say whores divorce everybody does do they say oh, that except probably snooty people probably don't okay I have never heard anyone else call it horse divorce except a except a person from my family. So, oh. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure if we in, I don't think we invented it, but I think we are we are more inclined to say horse divorce rather than snacks. Yeah. So that is our word for today, oddly enough. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> excellent excellent segue there, Nora, from boating. Yeah. <laughs> To snacks. Snacks it is. Yeah. Getting excited <laughs> about snacks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something a little different with the word. I'm going to start with the origin. Snacks, originally from Middle English, uh, snap, bite. Mm. From Middle Dutch, snack with a C. Mm-hmm. From snacken, to bite. I thought snack sounded German to me somehow. Yeah, I, don't, I never thought about it. Variant of snappen. Senses relating to food date from the late 17th century. So that's uh, yeah, the origin of the word snack. It sounds like a modern word. It does. It's you know, for me it was either German or like some sort of Germanic language or Yeah. You know, cuz snack and snacking <laughs> kind of reminds me of like but I think you're right. It's it sounds more modern. Kind of like it's, you know, uh, a made-up word. But, hey, aren't they all? Uh, but in different <laughs> ways and different times. I guess you're right, yeah. <laughs> um, like that uh, TV show I told you about on the last episode. Remember the TV show? Which I don't. The TV show where they had the word of the day calendar that they messed all up. 
because the woman was sounding too smart. Oh, yeah. It's actually on a show called Just Shoot Me, which was David Spade's show. Ah. It wasn't news radio, which I had called broadcast news, which is not. It's news radio. But anyway, <laughs> just want to clear the air here and make sure that everyone knows I know my I know my trivia. Yeah. Let's not get into made-up words. Let's talk about snacks. Okay. The definition of snack, a small amount of food eaten between meals. A light meal that's often eaten in a hurry or in a casual manner. What do you mean eat in a casual manner? What do you think eating in a casual manner is? Slow chewing. Is that casual? No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Standing up. Yeah. Walking. While you're walking. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. That's You know, it's casual. Did you know that that's a a no-no in Japanese culture to eat while you're, while you're walking? So oh, if, good, because yeah, so, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, so if you, oh, okay. So if you ever go to Japan, like eating or drinking, either one, uh-huh. you have to go somewhere and sit down to either eat or drink. And if you don't do that, you get weird glances sometimes. But yeah, that's that's one of those things. Well, you better watch out if you go to Japan. I'm not in the habit. I mean, your you know, coffee. Well, that's coffee. true. Usually, I like to eat all my stuff before I go. Coffee, yeah, I can sometimes drink coffee and walk at the same time. I won't be able to have my walking apple. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Before my big hike or whatever, but right. The verb form, which is similar, which is to snack. You know. <laughs> That's taking a noun and making it into a verb. Making it, yeah, yeah. There was one definition that was an informal definition noun, which I have never, ever heard anyone use before. Now they think about it, like when you're attracted to someone, I've heard people call them yummy before. But apparently oh. there's one of the one of the definitions is a sexually attractive person. Would be yummy? No, no, snack. Or would be a snack. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard it, but I could see like a couple of guys, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, standing on the sidewalk when they could do this. A pretty girl goes by and I could see somebody going, oh, well, that's a nice snack. I would like to munch on. <laughs> munch. Oh, boy. That's our next word. <laughs> you picked the perfect uh, munch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I am not a cannibal. Therefore, I'm not going to refer to someone as a snack. I agree. Do you have any other definitions to uh, add to this snack? No. No? To me, it's just something that I eat all day. But that I, that's not part of the definition. Um, right. I, you know, it's what you think I, of. Yeah. yeah. I. It's small. Mm-hmm. I, as opposed to a, a T-bone steak. Right. Something you can eat quickly or not. I mean, if you want to linger. Right. And it's something in between meals to tide you over, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, I use that excuse all the time. So I need a whole bunch of snacks to tide me over from dinner to breakfast. That's all I got to say. I use the snack as sort of a, I mean, you know, it's like I'm snacking all day because of my metabolism. I'm kind of always hungry, but if I'm hungry to where it's like I just need something to just take the edge off a little bit, then I'll make a snack. Right. Or like when I'm playing video games at the end of a night. Right. I'll, I'll have something to snack on. Before we get into your post boat trip snacking experience (laughs) do you have any like go-to snacks that you gotta when you go grocery shopping you know if you go grocery shopping and you say to yourself i need to get this thing because you know when i want to snack on so-and-so cookie cookies cookie oh cookie that's my like singular like one a giant one no 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 but i don't i mean i'm not i don't eat a whole bag of cookies or even half of a package uh-huh. i mean i'll eat at the most maybe three depending on what they are right and and save it for later i don't binge on them okay but it's like i have to have cookies in the house okay interesting so i have to stop that too you're gonna be very angry at me 
for this probably I, mean, I don't know maybe not but for me it's always um like uh triscuits are kind of one of those uh like whole wheat sort of yeah. things i get those so i can have those with some cheese oh, right cut up some cheese and yeah. that's another good snack uh, that's a cheese and crackers mm-hmm. and then for something just like to grab and eat those baby carrots yeah you know, i'll usually right yeah baby carrots are really good for that for me right. too right i take them with me for work for lunch whenever i get yeah you know, a little good, hungry I'll good idea some of those good, good idea did you know that baby carrots aren't <laughs> i knew that yeah it's just a a carrot that's peeled or you know right whittled right right how many carrot whittlers do you know not too many i could look in my family tree you know and see oh okay we... yeah grandpa was a carrot whittler <laughs> You almost made Video me game. spew. <laughs> Grandpa was a carrot whittler. Yeah. <laughs> that could have like a couple of different meanings. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you really, I, I had a, I had a drink of tea, and you almost made spit. Honestly, I think that's one of our family's like superpowers Spitting? between dad myself and my brother is no not <laughs> being able to make people spew yeah, make yeah. Pe- you know like like the timing of the the joke right. seems to like we don't try but we just seem to for some reason have this innate yeah. instinct yeah yeah to initiate the spit take yep. that yeah where where were we i don't know <laughs> No, it's snacks that we like. So you said cookies, and I said carrots and cheese yeah, and crackers. Yeah. Last one, which is kind of weird, but it's I'll talk about the thing that I make, which was my weird-ass quesadilla, but it involves spinach. And sometimes I just grab handfuls of spinach, of the like the baby spinach, the big tubs you buy at the grocery store. Yeah. I mean, I know it costs a little more to- More power to you. You don't like spinach? <laughs> Not a spinach person? No, no, I love it. I love spinach. I love carrots. I, you know, all that stuff. Except if I'm thinking snack, I'm thinking cookies, crackers, chips. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when I was like hanging out at places, right? I would go to the TGI Fridays and have like a plate full of appetizers or whatever, which is, you know, sort of a meal in itself. But, you know, I would call it a snack. Yeah, right, right. Actually, I do have one funny story about my friend Michaela and I when we lived together she was on one of these um, special diets and she was doing the cooking at the time right so Ah. she was on I think it was the Atkins diet I'm not 100% sure but it was one where she would make the make the meal for the for the night. She knew that I ate a lot. Uh-huh. One of the things she made that I really loved was this uh, mashed potato substitute, which was cauliflower, and she would mash it up together. And that's really popular. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can get cauliflower rice, cauliflower pizza base. Yep, the pizza crust. All kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. And I do like the taste of cauliflower too. Yeah, I do too. Not raw so much. We used to have cauliflower out with the veggie plates and stuff, but, you know. Yeah, us too with, uh, well, I mean, Tom Knight with broccoli and, you know, and a few other things. And it's like I much prefer the cauliflower to the broccoli. So vegetable trays, another snack. (laughs) Another snack, yeah. Vegetable platters. But let me get back to my story about Michaela. She would make this cauliflower mash thing, which I really liked. Even though she made enough for, for me like my size portion after a week or two left really hungry. So what I would do is I would go to the grocery store and buy a box of ice cream bars and eat those before dinner. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then it would, uh, it would, I would be filled up and it would be fine. Did that for probably about a week or so. And then came the moment of truth where she saw how much that she lost from this diet. Right. And then uh, she wanted me to weigh myself. And as it turns out, I lost more weight than she did. Oh, see, that's always, stuff like that happens and it's so discouraging (laughs) to Michaela, to other Michaela's out there. That was early on in our relationship to where she had told me, well, all of my boyfriends up to this point like gain 30 pounds from all the food I feed uh-huh. them. And I'm like, I hate to tell you, 
not going to happen here. She was a very good cook. Uh huh. Then of course they people other people would say, "Oh, wait until you turn thirty. And it was like, uh, and they're like, <laughs> "Wait until you turn forty. And I was like, mm. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And now you know, wait until you turn fifty. And it's like, well, I don't have many decades left. So I think I'm pretty much stuck think, with yeah. being an ectomorph or whatever. I, I have to say that is one respect that you and my brother, Tom, your bodies look similar. Yeah. They always have tall, skinny, never pudgy. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lifetime thing for you guys. Looking at Tom, it's like, yeah, we do have the same posture and general body style. So it's, yeah, it's probably yes. where where I got that from somewhere. And believe me, it's a good thing. It can be. I mean, this is the, the skinny guy complaining about being skinny. So so please, if you, <laughs> if you don't want to hear this, just pause for a second. Turn it on <laughs> mute or whatever. But no, no. sometimes it got expensive. I had to learn to eat to a point where I was satisfied instead of just eating. It can definitely get expensive if you go to the grocery store and someone would get one TV dinner and you get four to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about your your appetizers. Appetizer being another synonym for snack? Yeah. Would you, would you say yeah, that? Yeah, it is. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, it, appetizer. Well, an appetizer, an hors d'oeuvre, frequently are precursors uh -huh. to something bigger. Right. And and technically they should whet your appetite. Right. But it's gotten so that people will order appetizers as dinners. Yeah. That's kind of what happened. We went to a happy hour, the adult snack machine. Happy hours. Was it called the adult snack machine? Is that the name of the place? No, that's just what I called it. <laughs> <laughs> because, Happy hour because, is the adult snack machine. Yeah, that sounds like whittling carrots. That's a, yes. Yeah, you'd yeah. be doing a lot of carrot whittling at the adult snack machine. Anyway, yeah. So they had, you know, like inexpensive. Well, of course, a handful of drinks and wine mm -hmm. for six bucks, which is cheap these days. Mm -hmm. And these appetizers that were very. Good. It was uh, Southern France is the uh, was the basic restaurant. Okay. Uh, and they had like fried artichoke hearts mm -hmm. and uh, fried cauliflower with it, but very light frying, like temp tempura, light tempura. Okay. Okay. Um, so the bread it was it was breaded, but it wasn't like thick yeah, breading. it was very light. Okay. And with that, there were also breaded lemon slices. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I think he said Meyer lemon, okay. but thin, very thin. In another bowl, there was, that was the one I was mostly <laughs> eating, croquettes. But these were little round fried balls that had cheese and ham in them. Okay. And I think, I think there were supposed to be like four to a plate or something. There was a whipped feta cheese with sliced apples. That sounds really good. Yeah, it was. And that was kind of desserty, you know. Right. Uh, some kind of peppers that were too hot for anybody to eat except Dan. Mm -hmm. There was another one. Oh, there was some shrimp, but like three shrimp on hot peppers. To me, those are snacks. The shrimp, no, the shrimp I'm a fan, the hot peppers I'm not. Okay. Happy hour is... Snack hour, right. It's kind of like tea in England. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have tea and you have, well, it depends on who, what your family tradition is. Right. You have something. In some cases, it's dinner. Right. In some cases, dinner's in three hours. So let's have you have uh, some uh, toast and mm -hmm. Vegemite <laughs> or something. That's not England, you though. Know, That's Australia, yeah. It's England, too. Oh, okay. There's another one. There's Vegemite and another one that I forgot. Vomit paste? Marmite. <laughs> no, vegetable paste. Oh. Uh, mar marmite? No, that's not right. Marmite sounds like an animal. You're not talking marmalade, are you? No, no. It's still the same vitamin spread. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeasty spread. But, um, but they, you know, they like it a little bit on toast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that, that's a good thing for, um, tea. What is like, uh, finger sandwiches? I mean, I, you know, that's, that's another thing. That's on fancy tea. Okay. Or 
cucumber sandwiches or yeah 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 stuff like that yeah or they even have like ham sandwiches little ones like that or egg salad sandwiches so common materials but they're made fancy mm-hmm. and everything in england has cream on it either cream cheese or you know some other kind of cream uh, yeah. uh, which i love however too much of a good thing yeah they call it high tea but it's really not it's uh just the fancier tea okay. where you have the sandwiches they don't call those things snacks right no or like what did they call the the food items they serve with high tea or with tea i don't think they call them much of anything as a general they'll say come for tea at this place and you'll be served some sandwiches scones some biscuits things do you mean english biscuits correct yeah they don't usually do english biscuits because they're more common eating oh okay uh they'll they'll do fancy little cakes like pedophores uh but then they'll also have some little desserts like a chocolate for everyone yeah so but no that i i don't think they call it anything in particular just what comes with the tea okay and i think that's another thing that's it's supposed to hold them over until later dinner what i'm generally thinking here holdovers versus wetting your appetite would be the difference between an appetizer and a snack to me like that's the difference like an appetizer is supposed to get you geared up to eat more stuff whereas a snack is just something to hold you over Stuff in your mouth. Yeah, right. right. Um, Why is it whenever you talk about food, there's always so much sexual innuendo that can go into that kind of thing? (laughs) Because I'm finding myself every time you say in a word, giggling. (laughs) So, Well, that's just me. It's the the Nora you never knew. Yes. Not really. So that was your appetizer experience? Yes. Happy hour. It was wonderful, too. Everything was wonderful. So we were lucky we had wonderful snacks and Mm -hmm. drinks. Cool. And and yes, I consider drinks a snack. (laughs) Yeah, that was something I asked you offline. Is there a certain kind of drink that you would consider a snack as opposed to something that's not? For me, a cup of tea would be a snack. Really? Uh, certain coffee. Like, I, you know, I'm not big on coffee anymore, but I do like my lattes. Mm-hmm. And so in the afternoon, if I wanted a cup of coffee, I'd go and have a latte. And to me, that's a snack. Okay. Of course, the little lemon loaf that comes with it. Well, it doesn't come with it. You have to buy it separately. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I just give them my card. I don't know what coffee no, shop you're phone. going to, but. Oh, well. Now, actually, there are times I just go and get something to drink, but it's midday. Yeah. I'm tired. I want to sit down and refresh myself. Yeah. So it's a snack. Okay. Because for me, I just think of it as quenching my thirst. I don't think of it as as a snack if it's something that quenches my thirst. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it could be a snack because, I mean, you know, it's something if it has food value. Something like tea. I, I wouldn't call that a snack just because it's more, doesn't have any calories in it, right? I mean, it's got very little. Well, unless you put sugar and milk in it. <laughs> and you know, I like my milk and, and my tea. Yeah. And sugar. It's a comfort food. I like my coffee like I like my men. Ground up and in my freezer. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 I for, whose was that? I forgot. That was, that, was, uh, that was my friend Rachel. Okay, Rachel, yeah. She said she heard it from her sister. I think she told me that as soon as I told her that I like to say... I like my coffee like I like my women served in a paper cup. (laughs) But I kind of like hers better, I think. Oh, yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Of course, because I'm a woman. Yeah. Well, that's just, yeah. Or somebody might grab a Coke in the middle of the day to try and refresh themselves. Yeah. You know. It's one of those things. I mean, you know, I wouldn't fault anyone for calling something a snack when it's, you know. Generally, people think of it as something that you're chewing on. Right. So there are a few things about snacks that I think have improved okay. over the years. Portion control packages. Oh. Because snacks have gone crazy since probably after the Second World War. They're so available mm-hmm. and people overindulge in snacks. Okay. And so this portion control packaging, it can be lots of things, but 
they have these packages that say, uh, you know, like 100 calories per packet. You know, there's a bunch of little packets in the box. Right. What happens then is you eat it, it's not something you like, but when you're done with the packet, you don't open another one. And, and I find that works. Okay. So portion control, I think, has been a very good thing. I like a combination of sweet and salty in the same bite. And now they're coming out with all kinds of salted caramel. But it was around, I mean, there's the payday candy bar. Mm -hmm. Salted nuts. Salty sweet kind of thing. And my mom used to have, like if she'd have a club at her house. Mm -hmm. This is like in the 50s. Right. She'd mix sweet candy like spice drops or fruit drops, you know, those little things. Yeah. With salty nuts. And it was just delicious. It's a wonder she had any left before that. Oh, that's interesting. Before there, it was the salty nuts and yeah, the, yeah. that particular candy. It was so good. Yeah. When you were talking about um, the portion control, yes. I don't know if you've heard the uh, the Paula Poundstone Pop Tart bit. Uh, it's on one of her specials, Cats, Cops, and Stuff from 1990. Wow. Yeah, 1990, right? I, she's one of my favorite comedians still. I mean, I still like uh, yeah, her a lot. I know. So she says, inside there are three pouches of two. This is what happens to me. I open the first pouch and I eat one tart and I enjoy it very much as naturally I would. And then I feel, well, I have to eat the second one or it's going to go stale. Well, now I've eaten two and it's no longer a snack. It's a meal. So I figure I may as well eat two more. And then finally, I'm like, just, well, hell, I just don't want to leave two Pop-Tarts hanging out in a box, so I just eat the last two to tidy up, really. Yeah. So a whole box of Pop-Tarts. It's appetizer, dinner, dessert. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They were really popular for a while there. Uh, Yeah. I like the toaster strudels more than the Pop-Tarts. I like Pop-Tarts, like there was a brown sugar and cinnamon or something. Oh, okay. I didn't go nuts over them. Yeah. The sugar thing, I mean, every once in a while my body says I'd like some sugar and I'll give it some sugar. But generally, if it's a choice between eating a strawberry Pop-Tart and eating fresh strawberries, I'm definitely going for fresh strawberries. I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's no no contest there. So, anyway. Right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. me too. But that's because I always thought Pop-Tarts were sort of like... Why? <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have any favorite snacks that you have to cook or have to fix for yourself? Like the take preparation or do you think that preparing for the snack or cooking the snack is something that it kind of defeats the purpose of a snack? No, not at all. One thing I love as a snack, it can be a side to a dinner as well. Mm. Garlic bread that uh, you make yourself. I mean, oh. you know, you get French bread. Right. You- slather butter on and put garlic salt on it okay sometimes i might have real garlic after it's cooked i cut it up and i have these little pieces mm-hmm. that i can nibble on okay and i haven't had that for a while but what i've been doing is using non bread and aan oh okay. uh, you know those little flat things that resemble pitas yeah yeah i'll do the same thing i'll spread them up with a little butter mm-hmm. and i'll put garlic and some other herbs on it, cook it in the oven, mm-hmm. overcook it because I like them a little crisp. Gotcha. And cut them into a few pieces, and boy, are they delicious. So, yeah, I do that. That's pretty simple, simple prep. So, that does sound really good for me. Garlic on anything is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever put cheese, or is it, are you more of a purist when it comes to like? No, I'll, I'll put cheese if I have it mm-hmm. on the non bread, which is. Not really circular, but, you know, oval with little lumps and right, <laughs> sticking right. out. Sometimes I'll make a, a little pizza with it. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, put a little pizza sauce on, throw a little meat, onions, whatever, and a cheese, of course, and stick it in the oven. But mm. that's a meal. Right. That's not a snack. Yeah. I do that as a meal. Yeah. Non bread is really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For all kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. I have something similar that I cook for myself as a snack at the end of the night. It's my weird-ass quesadilla. That's what I call it. Oh, yeah. Um, That would be great. I make it extra large. I make it Ben-sized, so you don't have to make it this size. You could probably (laughs) make it with one tortilla 
I lay down two tortillas and then I put a line of, they've got bottles of garlic, like chopped garlic and chopped ginger. Oh, yes. And I'll put a line of the garlic, put a line of ginger down. Then I'll put handfuls of spinach on there. But I mean, it's leafy, right? So it, it'll it'll cook down. But right, spinach does. <laughs> an inch and a half or two <laughs> inches of, of spinach on there. Then on top of that, I will put cheese. Colby I like best, but the mixture of the Monterey Jack, of the two cheeses together. Kojak. 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 Telly Savalas. I didn't know he made cheese. Yeah. With that lollipop, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it, yeah, you know, it depends on what you're putting in. You, you could change change the cheese any way you want. Gives it a little bit of a Pe- difference. Pepper cheese. I'm not a huge fan of the pepper cheese personally, but right. I, yeah, but I could see where that would be good. I mean, I just like Colby is one of my favorite cheeses. It could be good with the smoked cheese, but I think the smokiness would kind of defeat the purpose of putting the the garlic and the ginger on there to give oh, me like right. kind of a sweet, sweet and yeah. spicy combo there. I put the cheese on the top, then I put the um, tortillas on top of that, throw it in the microwave for about, depends on how large it looks, but usually like three minutes or so. Right, right. Three minutes, four minutes until until it melts all together and then I've got my weird ass quesadilla. Yeah, I have to do that because I love quesadillas and other people have done them for, oh, let's have a quick snack yeah uh, and they'll make a couple of quesadillas these are not traditional quesadillas because the profile of the quesadilla is like an inch and a half you know like huge <laughs> thick <laughs> right right but it is really delicious and very snack worthy i like any any kind of cheese and spinach combo sounds wonderful throw some pe- paprika uh, on that on the top of the cheese there to give it just a little hint yeah of spice that is my snack which will be featured on the graphic. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe on your next cookbook coming out. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely going to... No, I'm not going to make a cookbook. <laughs> it's a cookbook! We, we could do that, you know, after so many sessions. Yeah, I guess. I don't want this to be a food program. I want this to be a video game program. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. To kind of transition to our video game section... The question is, is a donut a snack? Yes. Yes? Unless it's a breakfast. Yeah. Unless it's breakfast. Wow. You and I are on the same wavelength. (laughs) I was thinking it depends on what its function is, right? Yeah. So anything really can be a snack as long as it's to hold you over as opposed to... Yeah. And utilizing a game for you as a snack, I purchased the game Donut County. Which, for some yes. reason, I always want to call Donut Country, but it's Donut County. Yeah, I know. Me too. I just finished it up last night. For me, it took no more than three hours total, end to end, but I just played it in little spurts. What do you think? It's fun because I can actually do it. Well, so far, I got as far as the soup kitchen. Yeah. Granted, I'm having a little trouble there. Mm. I get soup poured in the hole. Uh-huh. I take it over to the bird. The bird sucks it up and spews it out. <laughs> yeah. You got to consult the recipe that's on the wall. It tells you. I did. Okay. I did. And uh, right now there's a cockroach stopping me from getting salt and pepper. Uh. And I know I could swallow the cockroach. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to avoid the cockroach, yeah. That's what I finally figured out, yeah. In order to to make your yummy soup. Good soup, yeah, yeah. right, right. Apparently, I didn't do the exact recipe because I didn't unlock that achievement, but there is a, an achievement where you've got to oh. get a perfect soup. Oh. Yeah, I guess it just means that you don't ruin it with cockroaches. Yeah, right, right. You just do it perfect from the get-go. Yeah, that game is really cool. Ben Esposito. <laughs> ah, Esposito, I would say. Oh, but okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't think it's Esposito? Well, uh, you know. Yeah, Ben Esposito made this game, and it has a very quirky... The other the other reason I thought you would like it, not only the simple sort of game dynamics, me being a person who plays lots of games... It was a little simple, but for me, it was very zen-like. Yes. Might be a different sort of thought for you. Now, so far, that's 
what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's not like there. It's I mean, not even thinking. There's no timer. It's just kind of like you chill. You try and figure out the order in which you swallow up the items, and right. you're getting very close to the end. And then when you want to take a little break, you can read the Trashopedia. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I always read the Trashopedia. That thing's hilarious. Yeah, that's it's really funny. Not only is the the dialogue between the people kind of funny, or the people, the characters, is kind of funny. So you're enjoying uh, this as far as a game? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's kind of zen-like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go and you do stuff. If it takes you a little longer, no big deal. Right. You know it's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to figure it out. It's very, you know. Yeah. So far, so good. Cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I thought you would just because of the humor and then also the game dynamics are very simple. Yeah. Basic. Right. Right. But there is a degree of problem solving that you have to do to figure out right. the puzzles. So it's all fun. Right. I agree. I think it was 2018 is when he made Donut County. Yes, indie developed game by American indie designer Ben Esposito, published by Annapurna Interactive, August 28th, 2018. Annapurna is a really cool sort of company that does a lot of excellent publishing work with people who make these indie games, and they have a lot of really top-notch indie game titles. There's one that's called Sayonara Wild Hearts that is really kind of a fun game that I really like. Uh-huh. And it's narrated by... I don't know. <laughs> Paula Poundstone. No! <laughs> I know. Queen Latifah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And and you know what? I just found out that I have a bacon number of two. Uh... Do you, know okay. what, do you know what a bacon number is? No. It has to do with the Kevin Bacon game. Are you familiar with the Kevin Bacon game, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? No. Where you can... <laughs> it's this game that's kind of culturally developed where each actor has a bacon number, and it's the number of steps you need to take to connect an actor to Kevin Bacon based on movies they've been in together. Oh, okay. So that's Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh. Yeah. So if you ever hear someone saying they have a bacon number, that means that there's a connection. So my connection to Kevin Bacon is I made a double short wet cappuccino for Queen Latifah, who is in beauty shop with Kevin Bacon. Ah, yes, yes. So I have a bacon number of two. Queen Latifah has a bacon number of one and Kevin Bacon has a bacon number of zero. Yes, yes, yes. The zero case, yeah. But um, but that, that's my weird sort of aside of the Annapurna Interactive game. It's in our Wild Hearts. I'll show you later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm glad you're enjoying Donut County. I'm glad you're really enjoying it. I am. I am. Yeah. I have a video game thing. Yeah. Which I started playing a few weeks back. I have a fancy joystick set up now. I, I've connected my, my DualShock 4 controller i've got a dedicated one of those for it so i can go to the coffee shop and play video games and people can go you crazy kids today playing your video games at the coffee shop <laughs> yeah right 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 or the snack bar is a coffee shop a snack bar uh, you know what a coffee shop is a variation of a snack bar is it not a snake bar no snack snack you know the oh oh, oh the word oh. we're talking about is not snake okay it's snack. Okay, you just reminded me. You just reminded me of uh, your dad and Anne's uh, cats, and and Judy, the house cleaner, uh-huh. uh, who comes at, when they first moved into the big their bigger apartment. Right. Uh, Judy was cleaning and stuff, and she stopped and said to Ed, "Where are the snakes? Where are the snakes? You know what? What?" The snakes. Where do you keep the snakes? <laughs> and they finally figured out it was snacks. Oh, there to you go. The yeah. Gotcha. Little language barrier humor. Right. Last time I checked, cats and snakes, not a good combo. Don't really get along too well. Agreed. Bug Snacks is the game that I'm playing. So, I, And I showed you a little bit of this game. Yeah. It is an independent studio Young Horses is the name of the company. They made a game um, for a special project when they were all at DePaul University called Octodad, 
which is about a father who is secretly an octopus. I mean, you know, just as a premise, that's pretty funny. He's got to try and blend in with other humans. I haven't played the game yet. They came out with an updated version as their company, Young Horses, which consisted of this group of people, uh, this DePaul University graduate yeah. group. And it's called Octodad Dadliest Catch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. And that, and when they developed the first version of it, it was uh, 2011 and won some awards in the student showcase in the independent game festival. And that's when they ah. decided to start their own company. That's, yeah, very cool. Kind of a hometown story there. Mm -hmm. To make Deadliest Catch, they actually did a Kickstarter campaign and they raised $24,320 to do that. They're a small group. I think the original group of people were like no more than like eight. Their next game, which they made based off a single sketch that one of the creative directors, Kevin Zun, Z-U-H-N, okay. uh, drew a sketch of a, a caterpillar made out of waffles. And so that <laughs> is where they came up with their game called Bug Snacks. The inspiration behind Bug Snacks was, and I think I've talked about Pokemon Snap, which is a game that's a Pokemon game, but it's not like a okay. it's not a traditional Pokemon game where you have to collect them all and fight them in an arena. Oh, okay, yeah. It is yeah. a game that has a a mechanic where you collect them by taking photos. Yeah, yeah, which is similar to Bug Snacks, where you you're a journalist and you have a camera ah. surprise surprise right, right and this camera which sounds suspiciously like a polaroid camera with that kind of like that thing yeah i'm sure that's where yeah. they got it from it's a scanner that scans these different bug snacks as you encounter them throughout the game and puts them in a a trashopedia like book yeah the game was first revealed by way of an announcement trailer during sony's future playstation 5 event on uh, June 11th, 2020, and it featured their very catchy theme song about bug snacks. It's bug snacks. <laughs> Talking about bug snacks. But anyway, this uh, British indie pop band, Caro Caro Bonito, made the bug snacks song. People were left confused by this trailer, which features one of the characters talking about how she's on an island and there are these part bug, part snacks that you can eat, but when you eat them, your body parts turn into the, ah, the snack. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was a very interesting sort of game as far as just the design. Very much, it feels like a kid's game. You know, I, I got into this sort of discussion with, I believe it was Nerd Bomber of the Online Warriors podcast. We did it on chat, but I said, even though it's a kid's game, I'm really enjoying Bug Snacks. And then she made the point, there is no kid's game when you talk about games. It's not really a kid's game. All games are for everyone. And I think there is a semantic argument to be had as far as calling something a kid's game. I mean, if it's something that's designed for education purposes only, like teaching you how to do math. Yeah. What do you think about calling something a kid's game versus a game? I do think that some games are for uh, younger. I mean, they're they're made for younger kids. Mm -hmm. Now, I, you know, I'm not that good with uh, the gaming yet. Right. But I know that, well, Dora the Explorer. Okay. Right. <laughs> See, I, you know, that's that's a kid's program. Right. And yeah, adults can watch it, but it's not the same as watching dogs in space. Right. Adults right. and kids can both watch that. But there's things in so many, so many of these, there's things for adults that the kids, it's over the kid's head. Right. Right. But then the kid has uh, a level too. Mm -hmm. I do think there are some games that really are kids' games. Yeah. And adults wouldn't want to play them particularly. Yeah. Bug Snacks is sort of in that gray area because young horses, they kind of promote themselves as a designer of kids' games. Really? That's what it says on their websites. We create quirky, innovative, and charming games for kids and adults. Empathy and good humor for all. Okay. 
I saw it as uh, not an adult game, but it was kind of fun, and it was funny to watch the different, uh, you know, the little bit you showed me. Yeah. The little snacks that looked like burgers on right. feet. Exactly. <laughs> the bunger. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they named it. That's an easy way to name an animal species is just listen to what they say and call it what it is. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, by the way, by the way, everybody, if you don't know, Bug Snacks, the game Bug Snacks, is not about humans eating crickets or cockroaches or worms. or It's not about that. No. It's about bugs eating snacks. It's about bugs who are also snacks. When you first said bug snacks to me, mm -hmm. I envisioned all these grasshoppers that people eat, ants and stuff like that. Right. And, and so somebody might think, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with that. No, right. that's not it at no, all. No, These are cute little things that are part insect, part snack. The character designs are very cute. Yes. In fact, the reason I said cheesy poofs is I just recently figured out how to capture a uh, basically, it's a cheese puff slash butterfly. Okay. Oh, I can see that. At a certain point in the game, you get different ways that you can catch these bug snacks. There's some that you you have to stun them, and then you use a net. Some you need to put down a trap and wait for them to get into that area. Yeah. You lure them into various areas by using various sauces that you discover. Ah, yes. And the, the little sauce plants are like ketchup, and there's hot sauce, and there's ranch dressing. And when you take a photograph with you scan the bug snack with your camera, it tells you what their mm -hmm. like strengths and weaknesses are, what they like and what they hate. Yeah. And it takes a little while sometimes to figure out how to capture these things. There's one that's a sandwich centipede. Interesting. I mean, it's got a whole bunch of different segments. So there, each segment is a part of the sandopede, okay, okay. part of a sandwich, right? And one's the head and pieces of the body. But it just walks around and goes, Sando, Sando, Sandopede, Sando, Sando. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I guess that's the Sandopede. Spoiler alert, throw down some ranch dressing. That's all you got to do. Ah, uh, okay, okay. It kind of dissociates itself from, from the rest of the sandwich if it eats, uh, eats some ranch dressing. So, But anyway, the cheesy poof butterfly cheesy poof. See, that makes sense because it looks like a caterpillar. Yeah. And so it morphs into a butterfly right right some of these designs are really cool i mean not just the characters themselves kind of look like sid and marty croft kind of inspired muppet kind of a jim henson -y yeah sort yeah, of. yeah they're all called grumpuses ah yeah that's their race right right their right race of grumpuses right <laughs> you know people have described it as getting dark but i think the story itself starts to get a little darker and a little scary, but I don't think it's anything that isn't in a normal kid's book. I mean, like fairy tales or like Bambi. Jesus, Bambi was pretty depressing. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Well, no, if you think of most Disney remake of a lot of these fairy tales, one of the parents is dead. At least one. Yeah. In Bambi, it was two. Actually, it wasn't two. Really? I thought that as well. Yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I researched it, but okay. I, I was under the impression that his mom gets shot and his father burns up. But what happens is his mother gets shot, Bambi. After the forest fire, he makes eye contact with his father before he leaves, so Bambi becomes prince of the forest. So technically, he doesn't oh. actually die. But yeah, I always thought it was like they both died. I thought his mom got burned, but it was so long ago. Yeah. Ooh, I don't yeah. remember. Back in the 40s, right? Probably, uh, yeah. Did you know it was based on a book? That's one I did not know. Yeah. Uh, Unless it was a little golden book. No, no. <laughs> it was based on the 1923 book, Bambi, A Life in the Woods by Australian author Felix Sultan. Huh. Had no idea. It's interesting, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to see if I can check that out if I if they have a, a digital copy of that, maybe take a look and see. But yeah. Well right. anyway, that's that's the thing. There is kind of a dark sort of island of Doctor Moreau kind of <laughs> feel to <laughs> eating things and turning into them, you know, like even if it's just pieces right. of your arm and leg and <laughs> eyebrows and whatever. <laughs> 
Oh, dear. There are videos where people say, this is not a kid's game. It's like, well, it is. I mean, you know, what you're doing there is, it's like, you know, it's fiction, right? You've got cute little puppety characters catching cute little insecty things, and then mm-hmm. then you save them at the end. Actually, you know what? There is a, a gay character, actually the Lisbert character, who is the scientist that goes to Snack Tooth Island with her friends and figures out what's going on. Oh. Is in love with another female voiced character. So it's Well, that's great. Yeah. I don't think they won. They were nominated for a Glad Media Award, outstanding video game with a gay or lesbian character with a positive message. So and hopefully if I ever get back to Chicago, I definitely want to look up young horses and and see if there's a, a way that I could talk to them ask him questions about this because this just just such a creative weird bizarre idea yeah next week we are doing a an episode on the word photo and this has a lot of really cool oh. f- there's a list of games other than pokemon snap specifically that have really interesting dynamics where you take photos but i'll i'll mention that in that episode in pokemon snap sometimes you had to lure certain pokemon out by throwing things in a certain area so you can take a photo of them. And that's how you collected them in your Pokédex. Wow. I mean, I don't know if that's something you would want to play. What do you think? Bug snacks? Yeah, I'd like to, but once again, I have to get more into being able to work fast Mm -hmm. and have the right equipment. Yeah. Because, you know, I have a keyboard and a finger. But I'm I'm talking as far as the you know the game itself. I think the 3D is going to be your biggest challenge. Like there is some of that in Donut County where it's like it's obvious you're dragging your finger behind something, right? But I mean, it that's not like walking around in a 3D environment, which can get kind of you know disorienting. Right. So there's also a lot of those trying to figure out how to catch the individual bug snacks. I didn't say the. The cheesy poof butterfly, what you have to do, and I'm only not even halfway through the game itself, but you have your trap, and what you have to do is you have a little springboard thing. You put the trap on the springboard, and then you aim the trap at whatever whatever the animal you want to catch is, and then you release the springboard and wait till it flies to where the animal is and then you got to close it really quickly uh-huh. before it goes away and then you run after the trap and before it escapes that it's you've got like 15 seconds before it escapes the trap right but, i mean it took me a long time to kind of figure that out but they're like trying to figure out how to do the catch the different things is part of the puzzly element of bug snacks yeah that's part of the fun yeah. as long as ign keeps going <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant to tell you that before. <laughs> well, you know what? The the whole IGN thing, it's great now that there are those resources because, you know, I hate to play this yeah. back in my day kind of game. There was a website. It's still around. I think it's owned by, I want to say GameSpot, not GameStop. Okay. It was basically created as a sort of a chat board slash place where people could upload documents on how to, you know, walkthroughs. And things like you see on IGN. Oh, okay. Except they were all in a text document. Ah, okay. Like even for arcades, like you could go online and see what all the different move sets were, the secret super moves that no one knew for Mortal Kombat. People could upload them there. Right, right. And it was sort of part chat board, part Wikipedia, and people could Mm -hmm. rank the FAQs, the frequently asked questions, and the walkthroughs. But yeah, that's kind of like the humble beginnings of that. And now you've got your major website. So whenever a game comes out, you've got people who are the authors of those articles who want to play it and get those guides out as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And they're good ones. They're bad ones. But between that and YouTube videos, you can find out how to catch anything in this game pretty quickly pretty easily yeah sometimes it's good to go to a youtube video because then if you can't really figure it out in your head based on the details the way that they spell them out which does sometimes happen right sometimes it's not descriptive enough 
and then you can kind of go yeah. and see how to do it in a video. Yeah. Now, I watched the little video before each chapter uh-huh. uh, or section for Broken Age. And they tell you a lot and they show you a lot, mm-hmm. but you still have to figure a little bit out yourself. Oh, yeah. Even though it's a spoiler. Mm-hmm. You still have to figure a little bit out. Exactly. They're just like hints. I mean, in in something like that, back in the days before the internet was had a lot of this stuff available, uh, when a game came out, you you got. I think they have still have the site. It's Prima, but they used to get pre-release copies of the game, and then they would come out with a book. Ah, okay. Basically, how to defeat whatever game it was and it would have maps and it would have all sorts of hints and oh yeah but now that all that stuff is available online i don't know if they're still around especially since you have to pay to get all all the access to that information whereas right if you look you can find it pretty much anywhere for free yeah yeah. The community around video games is is very much a sharing community. So when people discover how to yeah. you know, beat whatever, then, you know, they usually publish it. Yeah. I can see that. So, well, anyway, let's I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I don't are you done about games? Yeah, I was going to say let's close the show, but Okay, one quick thing. Yes. Okay. This has to do with I think it was last week when we talked about GoFundMe. Oh, yeah. Or kickstart. Right. And I told you a story about potato salad and some kid. Yeah. Zach Brown, actually. Okay. And I knew when I said $300, I'm thinking, no, no, it's got to be 3000 or something. Okay. He had gone over 70000 Lord. <laughs> but it's down to 40000 I guess people can pull out. Yeah. But, but still, $40,000? Did he just Jesus. keep it just so he hasn't pulled it out yet, right? It's just, it's still that's, sitting that's there. That's what this article, this article is about that. And the article's from 2014, which oh, is wow. when it happened. Okay. But there's discussion about what he should do with it, yeah. give to... Um, causes all that Uh i haven't read the whole article yeah but uh yeah seventy thousand dollars just a little more than 300 (laughs) wow interesting how social media sort of crowdfunding things yeah and actually i was gonna it it surprised him too i mean he never thought that exactly i think he just probably did it as a joke to start out with but Yeah, yeah yeah and i don't know if i mentioned this earlier with the cartoon show, which I believe is where you said that. Okay. I was thinking about cartoons. Yeah, they they call them cartoonists. They don't call them comicists. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Like people who make comics, they're called cartoonists, regardless of whether it's static right. or animated. So have political cartoons in media i I know that they're still around right yes but have they been replaced by the meme do you think because people make a lot of political comments and they just take a photo instead or something from the media and they can put whatever they want on it and it's sort of like a political cartoon it's sort of a commentary on what's going on right yeah i i see what you're saying yeah i believe that political cartoons from a 75 year old here are still there Right. And they still have have their meaning. Mm-hmm. And it's a little different than the memes. Right. The memes are not as serious, maybe. Okay, okay. In my, this is my opinion. Right. A- and the uh, cartoons can be very serious, yeah. even if they're pointing out discrepancies and right. stuff like right. that. There's still a place for political cartoons. Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. yeah. But like I said, I'm 75. I don't know what the millennials think. I don't know what the Zs think. Right. The Zoomers. So, heck, I don't know what the Xers think. Hey. But but anyway, with that, speaking of snacks, I think I told you about this offline, the sleepy chicken TikTok trend. Uh, Yes. Yes. I've read about it since you told me. Isn't isn't that, it's like, what? Well, um, in, in addition to being disgusting, right. the thought of it is really just, ah, yeah. it's so stupid. Why? Because they have power. Why do people put that stuff online? Not because they believe it, but because they want to see how many people are going to try it and get sick. 
Well, in my opinion, maybe it's that maybe it's shock value. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I don't think you can blanket say that it's all to see Darwinism in action. Right. (laughs) I mean, there is that effect, but it's like, you know, like shooting. Right. It's like, well, a child sees that and they think it's okay to shoot someone. But I'm not 100 percent sure that we're entirely that dumb. I think when someone imitates whatever this is or posts a video about it, it is one of two things. It's a challenge, right? And they do it yeah. because they want attention. It's attention-getting behavior. Or right. it is to post it and going, this is freaking ridiculous and stupid, and here's why. I mean, just the fact that the FDA had to chime in or thought that they had to chime in because the trend... Yeah had reached a level of the certain hashtag for sleepy chicken reached like, I don't know, like, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Did you hear me? Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. The hashtag reached a million hits, right. Or people tagging it that way. Right, right, right. I don't think we jump to thinking the worst in people and thinking people are stupid. I think what Aww. we jump to, well, I'd like to think people are generally genuinely good and if they make a yes, stupid you yes, know we all I make really we've all made stupid mistakes in our life when we yes. look back and we say man that was really dumb or when I thought that you know I don't think we assume yeah. that everyone's going to be smoking tide pods I don't think we just jump to that it's like we better <laughs> warn people because people are stupid. I mean, that's that's basically the message that the FDA is sending here, aren't they? Yeah, but... I mean, how much of it is a warning? The people who are stupid, there are people who are stupid about that. And the people that are stupid need to be warned. So how does the FDA warn, okay, stupid people, everybody come around. Okay. How do they just tell a uh, faction? <sighs> Okay, you know what? I don't want this to turn into a political discussion. I know, but, I know. I but know. I can say that lie or truth, it doesn't matter because there are people who believe whatever someone tells them and whether or not a yes. quote-unquote higher-level authority like the FBI right. or like the FDA or like the World Health Organization, yeah, yeah, right. they're still not going to regard that, especially in the environment where people can say whatever they want, whether it's the truth or not. Yeah. You can't police that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What does the FDA gain from, from making that warning? I mean, it's like, why would you <laughs> have to make that warning? Because people are stupid. Well, uh... yeah. Well, I see. I think it's okay for them to make the warning, even oh. though in some cases, people who knew nothing about it, it brings it to their attention. Right. And, and therefore, they go, hey, what is this? So if you see any kids buying the uh, the NyQuil. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something like something like that. Maybe that is what it might end up doing. It's like NyQuil or something that is a supposed to help you for something yeah. becomes something that they bring behind the counter because people use it in a way that it was not designed to be used. I mean, it's... Well, in my neck of the woods these days... We have so much stuff locked up that you have to ask someone to open the case right. to get at. Yeah. And cough syrups are one of those things. And I think NyQuil might be too. Yeah, yeah. But that's just down down the street and, you know, between Gold Coast and Cabrini. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, and there are sort of purposes for those things being used in various illegal drugs. There are certain levels of things that are, that you have to have a prescription. Those things are locked behind a thing. But right. we can still buy NyQuil and cough syrups and stuff at the at the store and here in Tucson. It might just be Okay. You don't have to have somebody come and unlock the case nope. for you. Nope. Nope. That's the way it is here. And some of that may be due to protecting people, but also when things are locked, it could be due to they're expensive and people steal them. So, I mean, I don't know whether that's a safety we concern. We have a lot of that, right? yes. Or if that's people stealing it. Combination, but, yeah. Yeah. So, don't try the sleepy chicken. No, thank you. That's not well, a good snack. <laughs> Snacking on some sleepy chicken. 
Ew. So, do you have anything else to say about the word snack before we wrap it up? Wrap it up. No. You know, snacks are everybody's one man's garbage is another man's snack or something. (laughs) I think that's treasure, maybe. Is that a treasure? One man's Uh, trash is another man's treasure? Well, a snack can be a treasure. Yeah. It can also be a trash. To some people. Yeah. (laughs) A snack, a delicious snack is in the eye of the beholder. And sometimes I think it's used for comfort, right? It's like at the end of a whatever day. Oh, yes. Snacking on something just because it's delicious is okay. In moderation. Right. And that's kind of how I was today. Yeah. It was a bad day. And I had some snacks when I came home. Yep. And I heard you. (laughs) I mean, before that. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Nora, for joining us. Thank you for allowing me to talk about snacks. Yes, you're welcome. Hope you're not hungrier now. Eh, A little bit. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I hope it doesn't bite me in the ass or whatever. But on that note, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Too Vague Podcast. My name is Ben. And I'm Nora. And we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Bye.